Uh, Andrea, uh, fourth round of the MX2 World Championship. Sixth overall, a very solid day for you. You must be happy with your day. Yes, I'm quite happy. Uh, just uh, uh, in the second moto, I uh, tried to pass Mikkel and uh, I do one small mistake. I crash and I lost. I lost quite a lot of time and um, yeah, I lost. Uh, I think three positions and I finished sixth. Uh, no, sorry, seven uh, for sixth overall. So it was quite a solid day. Uh, now we 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 train this week and we prepare for Arco. And uh, you've you've had a big strides this year compared to last year. Last year you were pretty consistent between tenth and fifteenth, but this year you've stepped it up a level. What's it like racing at the front pretty much every weekend? It must feel pretty good. Yes, uh, this year we do one uh, one step, uh, one step more in front. So always we fight for the almost. Uh, all the motos for the top five, so that's the goal, and uh, we want to do we want to do better and better, and uh, we will see in the end of the championship uh, how how it was. Have you maybe surprised your, yourself a little bit this year? Because even though you were strong last year, ten to fifteen, you were still quite a bit off, you know, the top five. So did you maybe surprise yourself a little bit this year, or is this what you expected coming into the season? I surprised. Uh, a lot in Mantova, not all the races, not the other races. Uh, the other races was quite uh, uh, consistent, and it's uh, for I, I work for this this winter, so uh, I'm not surprised. But from Mantova, yes. And this is your third year with the SM Action Team. They've been running gas gas the last two years. How's everything going with this team? You seem very comfortable. Yes, uh, it's like now it's after three years. It's like family and. Uh, and we, we, we work good and we continue on this way. And Mantova, unbelievable, special day. Just how did it feel to stand on the podium for the first time in MX2? That's what you work for? Yes, for sure, I work for it and it uh, was uh, unbelievable. Uh, especially it was also at home, so it was uh, more, more amazing. And uh, yeah, for sure I work for it and we will uh, try in the next GPs uh, to do it uh, again. And I mean... You're only 18 years old. I actually thought you were a little bit older, but I checked your age after the podium. Still only 18, so you've got a, I mean, at least five years left in this class. So you should have a good future. Yeah, I hope. I hope uh, we will see in the future. Yeah, and obviously this team's doing amazing things for you, and I'm sure you're happy with this team. But at the end of the day, the goal must be to try and get a factory team behind you. Yes, for sure. Uh, I'm happy with this team, but uh, you know, uh, we. We, we, we try to, to get uh, uh, one place in one factory team, but it's early for think, uh, for think about it. So now we think uh, uh, for, for, of this, for the season and we will see. And I'm not sure if you have raced at this track before, but it's back on the calendar since 2019. Was it nice to be back uh, at this track? What was your thoughts on it? I thought it was very different on both days. Yeah, the track is... Uh, I like a lot the track and was... Uh, Quite bumpy, a lot, and but yes, I like the track. I've been here when I was uh, with um, uh, an under 50 European Championship, and I've been here. Uh, but yeah, was uh, was fun and was nice to come back here. Uh, Brian, the best day in your life is probably just around the corner with the birth of your kid, but up until that stage, until that happens, is today maybe the best day of your life? Yeah, for now, yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, that we're getting a baby boy in July, uh, it's uh, some really good motivation, you know. Um, and also, yeah, you see, already all year uh, I'm riding actually quite good uh, also around uh, like top five inside top five now even on the podium yeah that's amazing it's uh, yeah not what we expected but uh, yeah we are working hard for this so uh, yeah one, one time it needed to come my way you know like this and can you just talk me through your motos today I mean in that first moto I was pretty much mind blown at the speed you were carrying around the corners I mean you were probably the quickest guy just can you talk me through it from your end um, yeah, I felt I felt already yesterday, you know, very good on the track. Also in the qualifying race, I had the best uh, lap time. Um, first motor also, I had the uh, yeah the purple. Uh, but yeah, I mean, 
It's 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 yeah. It's actually a strange track. It's not sand, but also not hard. We are riding with a sand tire, but uh, yeah, I felt really comfortable uh, all weekend. So uh, yeah, I guess I like this track. <laughs> and I mean, did it feel any different to be running up there at the front? Like, did you feel wow, I'm riding really good today, or did it just feel like normal? Um, actually, it felt quite normal. Um, I have a, I think I get. I guess I have uh, a lot of times like the problem is the start that I start around the 10th place and then you know it's really difficult to fight your way back to the top 5 top 3 that's yeah almost impossible but uh, yeah today I had uh, two good starts uh, second moto a little bit uh, yeah not so good than the first moto but the first moto was directly in third place I pushed uh, hard, got to second, then I was pushing uh, together with Prado and you see also we made a little gap behind us and uh, yeah, actually I didn't was, I, I wasn't thinking, you know, I'm up front, I was just like doing my thing and, and, and yeah, pushing, pushing, pushing and didn't think about nothing. In the past you have showed glimpses of what you could do, maybe for 20 minutes you'd be right up there but felt maybe sometimes you'd drop back whether it was maybe tiredness or maybe maybe lack of confidence or something like that but today you, you, you didn't show any signs of that and actually the last lap in the first moto you upped the pace to keep uh, Geyser behind you so you must be physically in a good way as well. Yeah physically I feel I feel very good actually um, already last year but last year I had so many starts outside of the top 20 and I, I fight my way back up to like top 10 so I had a really good race but yeah, when I finish 7th, 8th, ninth, that's not the results we want, you know. I have the pace to be inside the top 5 and now uh, yeah, now we show we can, we can be there. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just going yeah, really good and it's been difficult, but yeah, we are back, I guess, and uh, yeah, it just feels good, very good. And you've had a lot of doubters over the year, especially when you're at Honda, people being like, blah, 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 you shouldn't have that ride, this, that, and the other, so it must feel pretty good, you know, to show them, that, and also show yourself that you, you, you can be run it up at the front. Yeah, you know, people never know the insights. Um, I mean, I broke my foot, and it took me nine months to get back from that, and then you start riding. Uh, I mean, I went from uh, I changed the brand, I changed the class, uh, and then even the MEGP class was, yeah, the, the speed was so high and everything, and then it's really difficult to come back, you know. You, in the MEGP class, you don't have, like, sometimes maybe a top 10 or top 5, you know, you need to work for this. And on that moment, yeah, I, I just, this was not good for the confidence. I was always around the 20th place, and, you know, I get a little bit, like, uh, disappointed in myself, and... Yeah, for sure, on that moment, I was not worth to ride there. But, uh, I mean, yeah, now I show them different. And, yeah, that feels really good. And just on the standing construct team, I don't know what that team does different than any other team and Tim Mathis, but he seems to improve every single rider he's got underneath that awning. Uh, what's it been like with that team and having them behind you? It seems like there's a very good atmosphere there. Yeah, I mean, the, the team is amazing. They work so hard and... Uh, you know there is, yeah, nothing like 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 pressure on the shoulders from them or something. You know they just, yeah, they are always happy not, but when you do your best, it's good for them. And uh, I think this this is, yeah, very good for a rider. You know, you don't have the pressure on the shoulders, and just do uh, what you what you yeah good in and what you're capable of, and then uh, yeah, you see the results will come. You mentioned pressure there. You've got one podium, enjoy it today, but will this maybe add more pressure later this season because you know now you can do it? I mean, the goal was to be inside the top 10 every single race. Um, now I was already, yeah, top 10, top 5. I had it all now, podium. So, you know, yeah, next race won't be different. When we are, uh, yeah, for sure inside the top 10, uh, yeah, the best will be inside the top five or even on the box, you know. Uh, I mean, yeah, the pace is there. Uh, I know I can do it and we will see. We, 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 we will fight and uh, push hard to get back. It's probably early to say this, but I wouldn't want to be the Dutch team manager this year, especially if Jeffrey comes back and adds to the mix, but you're definitely knocking on the door to be there at Red Bull at the end of the year. Yeah, that will be nice, you know, when, uh, when I can ride for my country. I always will do, but... Uh, yeah, it's up to the to the team manager from uh, Holland. <laughs>
Uh, Dark, we're here at round four of MX2 World Championship. Good day for Tom, getting the win. Uh, you must be happy with his performance today. Yeah, he's improving every week. Today we saw him riding really well. Second heat, Iago, yeah, he put a lot in, but also he had some frustration from the first one, obviously. Since he went down, crashed, lost valuable points to us. And no, Tom is improving. He still, still needs a bit more bike time, but we're getting there. Like, uh, shouldn't we forget, like, he's just uh, since beginning January on the bike and missing a couple of weeks. And no, overall development good. New bike, functional better and better. So, on a good way. You mentioned there the development of the new bike. Do you think, uh, obviously, end of a full winter? Do you think if he had had the full winter, that would have helped the development? Because it sort of feels like he's doing it while he's racing now. Yeah, kind of. I mean, also like everywhere, we struggle to get parts along with uh, worldwide same problem, and everything was a bit late. And then he got his injury, so we could not test as we wanted. And Ah, all comes together, but overall we're pretty happy. But the first moto was, was was really good for him. You know, he clawed some points back there. Yeah. So he must be happy with that. And no, but for there's sure. a long way to go for in the sure. championship. I before. mean, if Iago does us a present like this, he still came to nine, but also was a good achievement. And but yeah, it's a give and take. You know, the second one you see he's still faster, but uh, not always. You still must be quite calm though when it comes to the championship because obviously he was last year, using that as an example, he was way back and he still came to second in the end. So still no time to panic in that regard and there's, there's a long, lot of racing left. Yeah, we take week by week and uh, it's, it's too early to talk about anything like we say. I mean, of course, we're aiming for the championship but so does Yamaha with Iago. And uh, I mean, he's hungry. He, he didn't get it in 20, he didn't get it last year. Also due to injuries and nah. It's it's it's, it's going to be a good battle, I think, the whole year. Standing under this awning, uh, it's a lot for one rider. Firstly, have you got an update on Jeffrey and when we might expect him back? And is there a chance we could see a fill-in? Somebody like Jeremy Saito might be available in a few weeks, and he's impressing me. Yeah, I mean, we would like that Jeffrey's back, but he's he's recovering still, and uh, it's it's a bit slower than than expected. I mean, it's a difficult bone again what he broke and he's, he's just off the crutches a bit and yeah now the rehab starts let's say and but yeah of course the season's going on and every week is a race you're anticipating him back here and uh, we need to wait we need to be patient and MX2 I don't know we will see and uh, while we're waiting Jeffrey is there a chance of getting a fill in MXGP and I'm thinking Latvia might be realistic do you think that's realistic seeing him back there still too close to call for him, uh, I don't know. At the moment, I don't make any predictions. We take it week by week with him and need to see what the doctors say. Uh, fill in, we tried. It didn't go well, and I don't know, have a name on the list at the moment. I mean, the 450 is not a toy on this level lately, and, and nah, we, we should not just put anybody on to have a bike out there. But it would be nice to have it out there, yes, but give me a name. Barame, he's back on the bike. Yeah, but... I don't think we would give it a second try. No. And just on Jeffrey, there's obviously loads of rumours he's going to race AMA Nationals, that's that and the other. Can you just clear that up? He's it's, going to be back MXGP for it's, time. Uh, it's a lot of rumours and nothing is confirmed. And like I say, we we don't know either. It's I would love him have him back in here because this is a series, this is the team, and of course. But obviously, while Jeffrey isn't here, it, it must still be nice to see the Austrian brand on top with Jorge winning. Sure. No, no, it was nice today. I mean, Holger put in a good performance. Timmy is fast, as we know, but uh, still the first one also, he had a mistake. And yeah, no, it's always good. And you've got a change in roles in the team this year. Don't think too much has changed, but you, can you just tell me a little bit about that? And are you still going to HGP round? I don't think I've seen you at Matterley, although you could have been there. Yeah, no, I had COVID. Oh. I was there first one, what got called off. And then uh, the week after I was home, I, I test positive. So that's, I, uh, that's why I wasn't there. So no, I tried to come to the race so far still. Uh, ah, yeah, what the future brings, we don't know. And what's it like having Joel as a team manager as well? And then you yeah, with your not new so role? much changed. Like I said, I'm still back in Austria and he, he has his role as rider trainer and now team manager. This is, team is the same. Uh, Jeremy, this is your second or third GP with the Diga Procross KTM team feel like you've made big strides this season and as far as pace goes I think you should be pretty happy with riding the bike and the speed so far. Yeah sure, um, it was for sure difficult in the beginning to adapt to the bike because it's really something different uh, that, I, that I'm used to. Um, 
but yeah, this weekend here in Aguera, um, I think uh, my speed was, well, I showed some really good speed. Luck was not really on my side, unfortunately, but, uh, but yeah, the speed uh, was for sure there, and uh, I think I showed my potential again. And then the qualifying race, running up at the front end, you were fourth for ages, and you could have even finished there if you didn't tip over. What did it feel like running at the front of MX2? Not sure you've really experienced that before. I know Valkenswar, Diga Procross, Gaskas, you were eighth or ninth, but weren't quite as high up as fourth. How did it feel? Yeah, um, the first laps were quite special, but uh, then uh, I got really used to and uh, I think I would uh, for sure finish on fourth because uh, I made a little gap already and uh, then, yeah, a little stupid tip over in the one corner cost me the fourth place. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I finished anyway ninth, which wasn't too bad for the gate uh, today, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately I had another crash today. <laughs> and, yeah. Are you, like... This last two years, you've basically haven't had any races under your belt, so to come into this season and already show this pace and run at the front, have you maybe surprised yourself a little bit just because you're a little bit rusty coming into the season race-wise? Yeah, uh, for sure I expected to uh, don't show my full potential in the first races because, yeah, as you said, uh, I missed quite a lot of racing the last two years. Um, yeah, I for sure still feel that. But, yeah, this weekend I had the feeling that it's finally uh, coming back and... Uh, yeah, unfortunately, some bad luck again, but uh, it's for me it's a, a positive point because I can see I can run in the top five in the MX2, which isn't too bad, I would say. And uh, yeah, I hope now uh, next weekend I will be fit again to to show that again. And what's the level like out there in the MX2 World Championship this year? Obviously, you haven't got too much experience, but is it faster than what you thought? Is it about right or what? what what's your thoughts on the level? For me, the top fifteen are very very fast, and starts are very important. Yeah, you have like for sure 10, 15 riders who are who can uh, go in the top five, I would say. Um, yeah, in Argentina there were not so many riders, but I mean the top uh, top guys were anyway there. So the speed is for sure high. Um, I just need to bit to get used a bit to the yeah, and the, the first laps. They the guys are pushing really hard, so you really need to take care to don't let any space there for them because otherwise they take every little chance. Um, and yeah, they fight really for every position there. But uh, yeah, from race to race, I get more used to it. And uh, I think I showed it also this weekend. And obviously, the last couple of years, you have been injured. How important is it this year? Aside from getting some pretty good results, it's just the last of the season. Show your true potential and then hopefully you can get a good ride for next year. But I feel like it's a very important year for you to stay fit. Yeah, for sure. I want to be consistent, staying injury-free. And uh, just yeah, top 10, uh, being top consistent in the top 10 is my goal um, yeah yesterday I was even uh, not happy with the ninth place I think in Metally I would have jumped in the air for that place so you see my finger I can almost look in the top five already so and we are only in the fourth race of the season so um, yeah try to do my best then the guys remember my name and then I hopefully get a good ride for next year and uh, I'm not sure if you've raced this track here before. I know it's been off the calendar since 2019. Nice to be back here. Uh, what, and what was your thoughts on the track? thought it was very different from the Saturday to the Sunday because the track prep was completely different. Yeah. They decided not to rip it for the Saturday. They ripped it on the Sunday. How did you find it both days? Um, I was racing here 2017 and 18, but yeah, anyway, some years ago. So uh, today the track was for sure different than yesterday. They just ripped it way more deep. Um, so we got some more ruts. Um, but yeah, for me, uh, I also liked it yesterday. I had really a uh, good feeling. Yesterday it was just a bit more fast, I would say. Today it was a bit more sketchy with those braking bumps because uh, some of them were really uh, sharp and could have hit you. Unfortunately, one of them <laughs> took me also out. But yeah, overall, I really enjoyed racing here. And just an update, you're obviously with the Diga Pro Cross team at the moment. Do you know yet how many more GPs you have with them? And once, Steph, once Liam comes back, I assume you'll be going back to the Raths KTM. Is it possible you might get a little bit more support from KTM with that team? Um, yeah, as it looks like, Arco next weekend uh, will be my last race for them. Then uh, Liam is back in uh, Kekums. That's how they told me. Um, yeah, I need to maybe talk a bit with KTM if there's uh, something possible. I mean, I showed... Uh, that the speed is there and uh, yeah maybe they they have yeah to support me that would be really nice
Uh, Jorge hasn't been an unbelievable start to the season for you, and especially after Argentina, but must, that must make this win maybe a little bit extra special. Well, I mean, the, the start of the season, uh, I've been on the podium every single round, so I wouldn't say it was bad. It was just maybe not what we all expected, no? But uh, it was great to get here to Portugal and um, get the overall. Um, I'm very happy. Um, it's a big relief taking this win and hopefully I can ride a bit more loose for the next rounds and uh, no, super proud of, of making it happen and let's get back to work and um, yeah, keep pushing. And what, this track hasn't been on the MXGP calendar for two years now, is it good to be back here? Obviously a lot of Spaniards here in your own so that must be nice and uh, track was pretty rough I thought. Yeah, track was, track was rough, track was rough. Um, yesterday was a totally different track as um, you know yesterday was more flat uh, they didn't rip so I didn't see even a rat so today was completely different way more rats and uh, kind of a bit softer in places uh, way more bumpy totally different track so um, it, but it was great to get back here after two years no racing um, it's a nice track it's a nice layout it's close to Spain so it's basically like a home GP and um, I'm, I'm very happy to race here. I'm only two hours, uh, three hours, let's say, three and a half, three, three hours from my hometown. So, so many fans come over and it's, um, and it's, it's great to see all friends and stuff. It's, it's great. And you touched on the track there being bumpier today. I felt Argentina was very, very fast and, you know, you needed to hang it out. Is that maybe the one weakness you have when you're riding against somebody like Geyser and, you know, flat out, no problem? Yeah, um, I mean, Geyser, he was also... He was, he was very fast in Argentina, but also over here, you know, he's uh, in a very good pace and um, he's a very good rider. I mean, four times uh, world champion, I think, right? And um, it's hard. It's hard to beat him. Yeah, obviously, he's in the first position in the championship and that's, that tells you a lot. Um, Argentina was tough for me. I didn't, didn't feel good. Drag was super fast and no lines and... Uh, I, like I said, I struggle a lot, so I'm happy to, to come back to Europe and get back to the, let's say, normal, typical tracks. <laughs> yeah, slower tracks. Uh, obviously, you've got a new gas gas model this year. What's it been like with the new bike? Has there been any difficulties, or do you feel it's near the level as your last year's bike, if not better? Well, uh, we always try to improve the Kuryu. It's um, pushing a lot, and we make some improvements. I think we are one step further, and uh, I just need to get my stuff all together and write up let's say a little bit better just uh, make small steps but I'm taking my time this year I don't want to risk I don't want to crush I just want to be on the bike and don't make mistakes so um, <clears throat> yeah I really I'm really taking my time to just finish the season with all races and um, but we are good uh, great job. and last question just on the starts I mean last year you pretty much got every single hole shot and the starts are still good this year but I don't feel like you're guaranteed to start. Do you think that's the bike setup, or is it just on you? Well, uh, <clears throat> we still figure. Out, we had to figure out a couple of things that changed from last year. But I think today, two hole shots. Well, they put the line in a wrong place because <laughs> otherwise I had both. <laughs> I start twice first. I start first in month of my first. Start also in uh, Matsili Basin second motor. I start also first in Argentina, so I'm the guy with the most uh, hole shots right at the moment on race day. So I think uh, I start quite well. Kevin, uh, fifth overall, even though you did the same at Mantova, I feel like the, 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 the pace and the speed was definitely better today. So you must be happy with your, with your day. Yeah, not only today, yesterday, 1-1-3 one, one, in the sessions. So uh, I couldn't really believe it. It was amazing and felt like it was coming easy so yeah it was really really nice just threw it away in the first moto took the front and uh, had a small soil sample on the first lap in fourth so could have been a big day but uh, yeah threw it away there in the first moto but I had like the third best lap time so I knew knew I was competitive for the second moto and yeah grabbed the whole shot was leading there for a while that was nice and then uh, Yago and uh, Vial passed me, so yeah, finished in third. And uh, it was nice to be in the back of Tom, actually. I could stay with him, and uh, yeah, it was nice. 
And what did it feel like leading that second moto? Don't think you've led an MXGP moto before, so that must unknown territory, but it must have felt pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure it was nice. Uh, I didn't think too much of it. I just tried to keep my focus forward. But uh, yeah, I stiffened up a little bit when I heard uh, that Yamaha revving behind me. But uh, yeah, all in all, it was uh, really good. And in my opinion, you know, Vial and Gertz, people can say what they want about America, but in my opinion, Vial and Gertz are the best MX2 riders in the world. So it must be pretty nice, even though they passed you, you know, they didn't completely blast you, past you and just pull away in the distance, you were able to stay there. Yeah, like in Argentina, when I was in third in the first moto, they were already gone, so I didn't really get a feel of the pace, but here I was right in the mix, so yeah, that was nice. And thoughts on the track? Not sure if you've raced here before, but it's been off the calendar for two years. Thought it was pretty good, although different. The, the track prep was different for both days, and it got pretty rough. Yeah, I raced here two times. Uh, on Saturday, today it was... Uh, uh, not today, on Saturday it was quite uh, hard and slippery, but uh, today they ripped a lot deeper, and also before the motos they ripped it quite a lot. So got after just two laps, it was really rough again. But uh, yeah, anyhow, I I enjoyed it and uh, yeah, felt good no matter what they did to the track, to be honest. And uh, watching you on Saturday, I just thought you looked very, very comfortable on the bike. The corner pace, this corner speed was really good, and it just looked like you could put the bike wherever you want. Did it feel like that? Yeah, for sure. That's uh, what I like about this bike and the frame and. And the setup, I have a really good feeling in the corners and uh, I can really trust the bike to to get the grip. So I feel like, uh, yeah, that's a strong point. And maybe next week, if you can keep it in two ways, both motos, podium shouldn't be too far away. Ah, definitely. I've been not in the hunt, but I've been, uh, been close to it the uh, last four GPs. So that's the goal uh, throughout the season to get on the podium and then... Uh, yeah, I just need a little bit, not luck on my side, I just need to keep it on two wheels, yeah. And heading to Arco next week, it's, it's going to be very different to today in Argentina. Hard pack track, is that a track you like? And are you looking forward to riding some hard pack to prepare for that next week? Yeah, for sure. Uh, every race this year I've been quite hard and uh, slippery, but in a different way. The Trentino is really gravel-like, so... Yeah, we'll see. I have good memories there from last year. So uh, in the EMX, I grabbed my second win ever there. So looking forward to it. I think they changed the layout a bit. So we'll see how that is. And then, uh, yeah, just send it. Uh, Lynn Vogt, first one one of your career here in Portugal. Just how does that feel? It must feel unbelievable because you've obviously worked so hard to get to this point. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. You know, I had a good winter, a good team, good people behind me again, and I'm so happy. You know, the riding is going very well, and uh, took a good start the second moto and good go to the lead, and I could control the race because the track was not easy. They ripped very deep, and uh, you know, I had to be careful to not make mistakes, but uh, I did, and I won, so I'm happy. And just on the track, like you mentioned, they didn't rip it coming into Saturday, but they ripped it overnight. How were the track on the two different days? Did it ride any different? Uh, yeah, yesterday it was more hard. It was very more hard. Uh, overnight they watered and ripped, so it was much more deep. And uh, actually only like one line, so yeah. Uh, did you enjoy the track though, both days? It seemed like yesterday, I don't think you rode any worse today, but I think Nancy rode better. But you must be happy with your riding in both motos. Yeah, definitely. You know, I didn't took, take any risks, uh, but I, I love this track, uh, definitely, already before I came here, so I, I enjoyed every lap. And you're back with the JK Yamaha team this year after a year away. What's it been like uh, working with the JK team again and being back on the Yamaha? It seems the bike suits you well. Yeah, you know, I've been there for three years, uh, one year off because... Um, had a, another opportunity, it uh, didn't work out as I wanted it to. Um, luckily they wanted to work again with me, JK Racing, so I'm super happy. And are you also living in Italy with your brother or how is that all working? Uh, no, I'm just living at home, working at home. Um, sometimes I go to Italy and we train together yeah, with JK Racing and with my brother Madi. Um, so yeah, now I'm, a, I'm going to home. And it must be a very happy Volk household with Kaz winning, winning the first DMX125 round and you getting the podium in the first round and now winning this weekend. Must be a happy 
family. <laughs> yeah, happy family. You know, we both got the red plate, so uh, we will work hard to keep it that way. <laughs> and coming into the season, what were your expectations for the season? Was the title on your mind, or was it just to take it one weekend at a time and see? No, definitely not. You know, I just I came into the season and we wanted to have fun again, to to enjoy and to take podiums. And right now I'm leading the championship, so definitely, yeah, I'm super happy. And now you have the red plate. Do you think maybe that adds a little bit of pressure, or will you just try and have the same mindset? I'm I'm not going to put any pressure on myself because I'm going to every race to enjoy and to have fun. So um, no, no, no pressure. And uh, in the new in front calendar, they took France off and they never replaced it. What's your thoughts on that? I know a lot of girls are quite disappointed because even if we can't go to France, they would have liked the replacement round. Yeah, it's a shame that they uh, put the girls uh, like this, you know. We only have five races uh, and it's a world championship. So it's a shame that they also cancel France and they don't replace it for any other race, you know. I, Yeah, it's not nice. No. And also just on the level of WMX, I feel like we're in a good, it's in a good way. A lot of quite young girls coming up, yourself, Martine, and then you've obviously got the experience of Nancy and Courtney when she's back. So I feel like it's, it's, it's competitive out there. Yeah, definitely. I think the last few years the level has been much higher, much higher, you know. Uh, every girl every girls are riding very fast and it's good to see. Uh, Mikael Harab, obviously coming into this season you had one MX2GP podium. You've waited a long time to get another one and two come along at once, so you must be pretty pumped. Yeah, I mean, actually the one in Argentina felt the, the craziest. Everyone was so happy, I think, just because it's been so long since I was on the podium. This weekend we could feel that we had the pace just like the previous weekend so I mean we knew we would be able to get the podium if everything went well. Obviously there's a lot of work to do in a weekend like this so everything can happen but uh, we managed to stay clear of the crashes that happened in front of us and uh, we got a whole shot in first motor which made it a lot easier for me. And then yeah just good riding and uh, yeah being consistent. I mean. It's nice to be consistent and at the same time being able to get the results, it just shows that we, we've got the speed for it. Interestingly, you said there you knew after last week, you knew you had the pace for a podium. The first podium you got at Mallory Basin, you, you had a little bit of a lull, so I feel now you're in a better place mentally. I'm uh, two years older, you know, so I've, I've, I've learned a lot of things the last couple of seasons. And uh, I was quick uh, two years ago when I got my first podium. Uh, but I feel like I'm in a better position now to, to get results consistently. Uh, so, and that's, I mean, that's the main goal because in the end it's the championship that counts. Uh, so, but so far we've, we've done the best start to the season we've, we've had uh, ever. So, I mean, we couldn't ask for more. Yeah, last year I do feel like you had better speed sometimes in the results, but you couldn't buy a good start. This year... Your starts maybe aren't still unbelievably good, but they're certainly stronger than hey, last What do you year. mean, man? I got a whole shot. I got yeah, a whole shot. One, <laughs> and, and in Mantova as well, I would have had a whole shot if I didn't make a mistake coming into the turn. But yeah, bike bike is quicker, the one I've got now. Uh, Dixon Racing team has done a very good job on the bike and all the mechanics around. So, I mean, I cannot complain. And uh, We continue to work and make the bike quicker and myself quicker. Uh, so I think we do everything we can. And uh, it's good to see progress. I mean, obviously, it would be sad to go backwards uh, from last season. Uh, but, yeah, no, we're working in the right direction. That's all that counts. And how has it been working with Steve Dixon and being under the DRT awning? It's been a while since he got a podium. I think the Russian Brulikov was the last guy on the podium. So, when, was, when was that? Uh, three years ago, maybe. So you're the first guy since him to put a Dixon bike on the podium. Did, so. Oh, Brulikov got yeah, a podium. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's been a long time, um, and uh, I think everyone's happy, and we've got a good setup going. Uh, I'm practicing back in Denmark, so the practice is, is mainly just me and my mechanic at home. Um, but uh, yeah, the boys are doing what they have to do at the workshop, and they're getting the bikes ready, and uh, everybody's good mood, and we're working really hard to get the results. You know, it doesn't come out of nothing. So. Uh, I mean, everybody's motivated, uh, even though Steve has had some tough years and me as well, you know, so we're working really hard and, uh, yeah, we've, we've got another, se- another uh, year after this one, so, uh, I mean, if we can finish off strong, uh, get a good end to this season as well, I mean, 
next season would also be pretty good, I assume. And can you tell me about the engine on the bike? I have heard some chat it could be a pro circuit engine, but I don't know if you can. Say no, it's right. not a pro. No, it's not a pro circuit engine. It's done in house with the help from Cosworth. Uh, so and they've put many hours into this, so it's not that something you just get, you know. Um, but uh, no, no pro circuit. Uh, just the exhaust from. Uh, I don't remember the name, DVR or DV2R or something, and then, uh, yeah, just hard work from the boys in the workshop, that's basically it. And the last few years, well, I can't remember the last time you actually lived in Denmark, because you've been in, you know, Belgium and Holland for, for years. Five years, five what, years. What's now. it like being back in Denmark, and do you think that's maybe helped? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I decided to, because I could stay in England if I wanted to. Steve asked me if I wanted to, but uh, I just feel like, to leave them and do their job is, is important, you know, so they can focus on what they have to do. And at home, I've got a good base, um, many tracks around me, and the people around me is, uh, is there to support me. So I think that that's where I can get the best results done during the week as well. So I think just a combination of that is, is what works. And I'm not sure if you've raced this track before, but it hasn't been on the calendar since 2019. Good to be back here. And what was your thoughts on the track? The prep was completely different for both days, so the track was pretty different. Yeah, it's it's weird because every time I've been here for two or three times already. But every time I come here, Saturday is one track, and then the Sunday is a complete different. Sometimes not even because of the rain, just because they water so much or rip. It's a little bit weird. So you you've got a little bit of everything, um, but at the same time, it's interesting. You know, it challenges you, and um, yeah, some people make some mistakes, but I avoided it this time. And the second moto, it did look a bit trickier to pass. Yeah. You were stuck behind Horgmo. I do think you were maybe a little bit quicker, but just finding the spot was pretty difficult. Yeah, I could catch up to him after yeah. I made the pass on gifting, but uh, to, to, to make the pass is uh, something different. And uh, either I didn't have the lines, which was necessary, or we were just maybe a little bit too close in speed when, when, we, when I was following. But no doubt that I had the pace. If I would have gotten past, I would have the pace to, to leave a gap. But, uh, I mean... I had more stakes at stake than he had, so I didn't want to take the risk because, yeah, who knows. So I, I, I just did what I could. Didn't manage to get the pass, but, yeah, that's it. And last question, you're on a British team. Any chance we could see you do a wildcard British championship this year or is that completely off the table? Uh, we were discussing, I mean, the first round we wanted to do, but uh, I just thought maybe it was better to take a weekend off. Um, but, yeah. Might might see me at the British at the, one of the last rounds if if we've got the time and if I feel, feel like it. Yeah. Rick, uh, the first one one of your career in the MX250 yeah. must feel pretty awesome because that's what you work to do. So couldn't have went any better this weekend. Yeah, yeah, just a great race. You know, overall uh, everything went well uh, from start to finish. Um, yeah, just uh, was really. Um, yeah, just uh, having the flow and just riding free, as I do in training, so really happy. Um, in Mantua I was a little bit uh, stiff, let's say, for, because it was the first AMX. Uh, had some arm pump there, and here it was just uh, perfect. Uh, second motor was a bit harder. The track was more uh, made for a two-stroke, more easy for a two-stroke, because I ripped it pretty deep and there were quite some lines. But uh, yeah, in the end, um, pulled off a 1-1, and... Uh, it just feels great. And it was two very different motos. The first moto, I mean, it looked pretty easy-peasy for you. But the second moto, Tondell was there the whole race until about two or three laps to go. So you showed you were able to win under pressure as well. Yeah, you know, I just um, kept trying to get flow and uh, hitting my lines. Uh, first moto, I just uh, was a bit lucky with the start. You know, the, the, the front guys were in the gate. Um, I was uh, luckily sharp enough not to hit the gate and um, yeah, just uh, made my way up first pretty quick, quickly and uh, you know made a nice gap and just controlled it. Um, used uh, as less as possible energy as I could, so you know I could uh, have enough for uh, today and uh, you know I needed it also because uh, Tondo was pretty close and I really tried to not let get him closer than uh, one second because then you can make a move on this track because of the, the long corners you know and uh, yeah just been pushing all moto um, shows my fitness is pretty good because I kept the, the lap times the whole race and um, 
yeah, just uh, awesome to f to finish a race up front and finish a race uh, with a lot of pressure. You know, chose uh, uh, I matured a lot over the winter and uh, just uh, you know chose the, the hard work we did. And I'm not sure if you've ever raced at this track before, but it hasn't been on the calendar since 2019. Yeah. Is it nice to see it back? And did you enjoy the track? I was here in 2016 on 125 first year. Uh, don't really remember much of it. Uh, probably would be around, uh, you know, fighting for some points. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, just um, really enjoy riding here. Um, I really like the crowd here. Just uh, they really enjoy the racing. You know, they are not for. A Portuguese guy or something, uh, they just like uh, big fights on the track, and uh, you know they just were cheering me on, even though uh, I'm from Holland, and uh, yeah, just I like that, you know, they they just love racing, and uh, I got in them pretty well uh, around the track, and uh, you know, just uh, feels great uh, to win. Obviously, last year you had a good season in the MX250. I know your preference probably would have been to race the MX2. You obviously didn't get a ride, but you've got a ride here with Hoot and Metal. How's everything going with this team? And you must be happy with how it's all going. Well, yeah, you know, um, you know, this team is, uh, I think, one of the best teams if you consider the uh, the program they have for the rider. Uh, they just uh, really focus on the rider. Uh, you know, I've done, I have just been learning a lot. Uh, about food, about the, um, the recovery, and uh, just uh, just a lot of a lot of stuff, you know, to make me as fit as possible. And uh, you know, it's it's here. Uh, it's like a learning curve all year long. And um, you know, I, I I like this team because I think um, from the start of the season uh, we can still keep on growing. You know. Um, Normally you you stop a bit uh, during the season because you are focused on racing and, and stuff and you you know you just uh, stop growing uh, that much and uh, in this team you know you, there is always something to do better and um, you know I think I can just keep growing and I hope uh, I keep growing so I can uh, end up in MX2 uh, next year and you know be be up there when it starts next season. And you're also getting coached by Hersian Braca. I think he's a very, very good coach in this paddock. Have you ever had coaching like that in the past? And maybe working with him, is, that, is he bringing you on to maybe a next level? Uh, you know, I had coaches before, but uh, never this, this intensive, let's say. Uh, also, um, you know, uh, you know stuff, the little things, you know, he thinks about everything. He, he helps me and, uh, you know, you got to do something uh, uh, back, of course. Um, you know, he, he always says, the energy you put in, I give back, so the more energy I give, he gives as well. And, uh, you know, I think uh, he's uh, one of the best uh, trainers, if you consider, um, you know, the, the close-up uh, stuff. Because, uh, you know, he's also really, uh, uh, you know, motivated and, like, mot emotionally attached to to helping me win, you know, so uh, if my if I crash or something and and he, I think he feels even worse than I will I will do. So uh, you know that shows just uh, uh, just his heart for for the sport, you know, and uh, yeah, just uh, really trust him about this. And then uh, yeah, just uh, love love uh, his mentality and his aggression also. Uh, you know, just the really motivation he has. And then uh, you know we we switch it back. He gives me motivation, and I give it back. So you know, just a good. I think it's a good team. And next weekend, I believe you're going to be racing the MX2 World Championship. What goals have you got for that? And are is are you in a little bit of a tricky situation because you've obviously got the red plate in the MX250. Everything's looking good, but at the same time, you want to do well the MX2. But you don't want to push over the limit and crash and ruin this championship. So. A little bit of a tricky situation, but at the same time, you want to be racing MX too. So. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't really have any uh, goals for next week. Um, as long as I ride like I do in training or uh, today, uh, I will be fine. I'm sure I can be up there. Um, just, uh, just doing what I do, and uh, then we will see um, where I'll be at. Because you know, we you can't really. Um, compare it to the AMX class because it's quite different, uh, uh, just a group riders, you know, and uh, yeah, just there to, to pick up some experience and 
and just ride like I do in training and then uh, we see, uh, no pressure, just uh, having fun on the bike, that's the most important and then if you have fun everything will uh, go right for you, so that's, uh, that's the game plan. Uh, Stefan, we're here for the second round of the MX250 Championship. Overall, I feel like the guys had good pace this weekend, but maybe didn't have the best of luck, but you must be happy with the speed both showed. Yeah, globally, uh, we try to find some positive, because for sure the results are not what we are expecting. We, are, we would like to see them you know, on the top five or the podium, but uh, our goal is really to, to get the two young riders faster, and the AD makes some good improvement. Literally, Quentin has a very good speed, but uh, now we, we need to put all the pieces together and the uh, first moto they did a very good start, they were third and uh, fourth and crashed and the uh, second moto the start was not so good so they had to fight but uh, yeah we really expect uh, much better for the next race. And just on Eddie J. Wade, obviously a young British talent, he's had his injury, injury issues let's say, what was it you spotted on him that made you decide to sign him for the season? But for us, it was uh, like a challenge because uh, for sure we know that uh, he has a potential. He's been a champion of 85, but he had a lot of injuries recently, the last few years. So it was a bit uh, big risky, but um, we feel he has a good riding and good potential. So we wanted to give him a chance. And uh, the winter, he started a bit late because he was not really ready to start uh, early. But uh, really, he's working hard. He's a... Uh, He's a good kid, so we really hope we can help him as much as possible to come back to his best level and, uh, and give us a good result before the end of the season. And just on Pergner, obviously he went straight from an 85 to a 250. When the, the natural step is to race a 125, what was the reason for that? And also he showed glimpses of what he could do last year in his rookie season despite making that straight jump up. Yeah, for sure. He's, uh, he did a little bit in 125, but very short uh, in 125. And uh, he's, only, he's only 16 now, so for, for sure it's not so, not so easy. He makes 250 very competitive, but now it's his second year at 250, and we, we expect from him to be really in front. Uh, he has no excuse, he's training hard, and uh, the bike, I think we have a competitive bike now, much better than we had uh, last year. So um, now they need to be in front, and uh, they have all what they need, the training, so no, I hope for his second year in 250 at only 16, he can. He need to be in the top five mostly every weekend for us to be happy. And he's got an unbelievable style. I think he's probably one of the most exciting riders to watch in the class. So style-wise, he's got it, and he's, with a little bit more experience and good starts, I don't see why he can't be in the top five. Yeah, for sure. The, the biggest problem for Quentin is the starts. After for the style, yeah. yeah. He's, he's fun on the bike, he's aggressive, he's nice to, to watch, and we like that too, but uh, the most important will be to be on the podium. And in the past, the pod racing team have run an MX2 GP rider. Uh, focus has maybe shifted away from that now, but is it possible we might see, a, like if you develop one of these young riders and stay with the team, would you keep the door open to run a GP rider in the future? Yeah, for sure. Uh, as a team, we don't have a really fixed program. And we adapt our program depending on our rider progression. So we keep um, open. And uh, now at the moment, they're really EMX250 to do the best results. But if they achieve their results on time, and uh, yeah, we're open to come back to MX2. And uh, we also go to make Supercross because we want them to, to keep the mind open. And uh, in case one, year, one day in the future they can go in the US, they need to keep a training Supercross. So we try open mind. And the, you've got the Bud Facility track. It looks like a fantastic track to, to prepare for coming into the season. It's maybe not quite Lommel, but it's probably not far away. And then I'm assuming there's quite a lot of hard pack tracks around there too. Yeah, it's a, it's a good spot. And uh, it's uh, even more sandy than Lommel because Lommel is becoming hard. We don't have the same competition. Lommel, the good, good thing is that there's a lot of competition around. But we are lucky to have a Mitch Evans, uh, Ruben Fernandez uh, tra training a lot with us and a lot of other riders. So we have a good spot. It's a big change for the, for the riders and for us to have that. And uh, no, I think maybe it's uh, the spot of the future. And just on young French riders, I feel like 10 years ago, some of them were maybe quite stubborn and they didn't like to ride sand. But it seems like the latest French generations understand how important it is to ride the sand. So feels like the latest French talents are open to riding sand and improving, so that must be quite good to work with. For, with. 
Yes, exactly. The French Federation also made a lot of efforts and they bring the kids uh, in uh, Belgium a lot in the past. But now with the facility, we have the boat racing training camp and also Lune Plage in the north. So people understand more the, the importance of the sand. And when we see all the tracks in the world and the European Championship, so now even when we don't have sand, it's a soft compound and very the rip pretty deep. So this type of riding is very important also to work the physical at the same time. So now it's uh, imperative for any rider who wants to be good internationally, internationally to ride sand. So. Um, Steve Dixon here at the fourth round of the MX2 World Championship in Portugal. Before this season, it's been a while, you've got a podium. I think Bulikov was the last Bulikov, guy, yeah, yeah and you've got two, two in a row now. So they all come together. You must be pretty happy with how this season started with Mikael Harrop. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, he's, he was a good sign, and I mean, he, he was probably the closest guy to. Zach, um, you know, in my sort of consideration and his enthusiasm to want to help himself to, you know, get the positions he's in now, and um, that's what you need from a rider, someone that, someone that wants to test, wants to, uh, you know, find any advantage he can, you know, both in himself and with the team. So, uh, we, you know, we felt this at the beginning, and you know, which is obviously why I took him on. You know, actually, I was speaking both with. Uh, Mikel and Hogmo and it was sort of a Kawasaki decision um, you know to, to sort of place Mikel with us because it, it didn't seem to be working with FNH and and then for Hogmo to go to um, FNH so it's good that they're both doing well and um, but yeah no we're really pleased it's a good atmosphere in the team I trust him and you know we keep very good contact you know most days and and it's working with him training in uh, Denmark he's very motivated has a good trainer from the Danish Federation um, so so that helps as well you know yeah I, he's a very hard worker from what I believe uh, one of his friends that I know went to his place in Lommel one year and I think he it was 30 degrees and he done three motos and then he went home and went and then had a gym session after that so it must be you must it must be good for you to know that he's putting the hard work in that's something you don't need to worry about yeah I think and what he benefits uh, you know from us is the experience of how to work with riders and how to control um, how much work to do yeah. you know because you can always do too much you know and it's a long season we're only at round four and you know we never really do pre-seasons because you know this this is our pre-season and this is why uh, people are seeing him build because you know we, we planned for a, a 20 race GP and, and as you know for the last two years we've done single motos so this year we've gone back to 20 races a lot more travel and two days so there's a lot less uh, a lot less sort of time during the week compared to uh, you know normal so that's all part of it for our, you know whether it's a rider or mechanic so I think Hopefully, I you know I manage that well with him. And you touched on there the Horgmo and the Harp situation there earlier. Did you have any? Uh, was there any competition? Other teams in for Harp to sign? To me, it seems like maybe some the factory teams have missed a trick there because the way he started the season has been very impressive. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, not really. He didn't have much interest, and um, but yeah, I mean, I guess they could see that he'd been on uh, Ice One and F and H, two very well um, funded teams. You know that you would say he wouldn't have wanted for anything. So, you know, we're a, you know, we are the oldest team in the in the uh, paddock, but we're, you know, obviously I'm old school and I've come from a mechanic building it all up, and we're probably one of the lowest funded teams. But you know, our concentration is on racing, and that's, you know, that's what we're here for. And you know, we, I have enough confidence to make our own you know, decision pathway and I, I don't follow, I, you know, I make my own decisions and, you know, I think he respects that and, and so does his family respect that. I try to involve the family at all time because, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's the fathers or, you know, the family that have normally got them to a position where they're, you know, able to go into a, a team in the first place. So they're a good ally to have on, on board. And he's still only 19 years old. Feels like he's been around for years, but he's still got at least four years left in this class, so the potential's that, there. Yeah. yeah, no, it's three years. He's three 20 years. He's twenty now, so he's oh, okay. three years, which is, yeah, you know, when you look around, and like I said on social media the other day, it's just a shame in the UK uh, that, that we only had, like, two British people in, in Argentina, and, you know, I feel... 
I, I feel, you know, that you know now Roger McGee has got two foreign riders. It's it's um, such a shame that the, to me the British riders they seem to, you know, think they've got success before they've made it, and that there doesn't seem any ambition in the UK. Uh, I don't mean this horribly that that, that they want to go out and uh, achieve world championships. You know, to me they want to achieve a a sponsored van and uh, you know a little nice nice lifestyle you know in the UK and for the sort of capital of motocross what it used to be and the founding country of motocross it's it's a shame and and it's nothing to do with uh, uh, you know in front or anything like that it's you know the facts of the matter like I said uh, last week you know you've got Swedish Norwegian and uh, Danish people on the podiums like each week now and you know they're small countries compared to the UK and it's a shame uh, and it's something that, you know, the, the riders and teams need to sort of suss out in the UK and, you know, get out into the, back into Europe and start getting some results. And that's, yeah, that's what needs to happen. And just on Miguel, obviously his, his pace is very, very strong. I still feel though the first 10 minutes, he's maybe a bit slow to get, get, get that speed, but once he finds it, he, he really does... Uh, catch the guys in front so the next step I suppose is trying to get that intensity yeah. in the early laps that's probably due to lack of racing though as well yeah I mean absolutely um, you know we, we are actually ahead of, of our, our plan you know which we had for the season you know, we're in third position in the world championship at the moment um, and you know we've scored you know in all eight races and each each GP has been an improvement over the last one uh, you know which is which is our you know our plan and like I said to Mikel you know the first few will be our you know building building and we need to build into the season you know we have a period there where it's uh, you know we have five Grand Prix in six weeks you know so that's you know that's a lot and you know you have to be prepared for that and uh, yeah hopefully you know as I said we manage our season how we manage it other teams you know do it their way you know we have to work with obviously a lot less personnel but you know we try to achieve the same results our main you know our main aim was to be able to get a bike out of the gate and be uh, able to run with the sort of the Yamaha and the KTMs and I feel we're sort of you know in that position now and uh, you know Mikel is normally up there on the start you know it's normally a mistake from him as to why or or why not he's in the top three but now he has sort of the confidence in the bike and you know, and, and in himself, and obviously he broke away, and he's doing his own training regime in Denmark, which uh, you know, obviously I was in agreement with because I have a lot of experience with, you know, like Zach and Tonus, where they can sort of train on their own, you know, with Dean Ferris, Andrew McFarlane when they was in Australia. So um, yeah, I think now he's sort of got that monkey off his back. He has you know more confidence in himself in making decisions which you know when you grow up and when you start owning a business or you know he is his own business you know how he does is is how he uh you know goes forward in his world championship career um you know that step of training on his own in denmark riding the tracks in denmark and having a more of a you know character building sort of year you know he's just got a new house with his girlfriend um you know but you know, we put the work in the winter. You know, I went out to Croatia with him. You know, he, he made his tra- training program and I followed it. I agreed it. And, you know, he has a good guy from his hometown who, you know, is his training mechanic now and he's learning. You know, all of those things were sort of big decisions to come away from a team where it's based around Lommel. Uh, I'm, you know, we've never had a workshop in Lommel. We've always stayed UK-based, which is why I've kept my mechanics for like 15 years at a time you know I, I believe you know you need to have happiness in in this career because that's what you had when you had schoolboys. it's a family sport still and you know the hardest thing is when you're doing bad it, it's easy for anyone when they're doing good and it's trying to pick you up and you need that team around you for when it's bad I mean fortunately it hasn't gone bad yet but you know so but he knows he's in a, a, a team that cares about him and and, and it's nice for us to, again to be at the sharp end. You know, we we missed out a lot with Darian with his injury, with his uh, illness. You know, which has lost us a couple of years. And um, 
you know, also with uh, t- uh, Taylor with his injury and also Wilson with his sort of injuries. You know, I, I believed Wilson could could have been up there, but it just wasn't to be. And you know, he's winning the championship now in Australia. He's you know he's a good rider, but again, aged out. So yeah, I mean, we're, we've got to be happy with where we're at now. And lastly, two parts to this question. Taylor Hamill's recently got back on the bike. When can we expect him at the GPs? And secondly, Courtney Duncan is the disappointing bit of this weekend. I think it was a dislocated or broken collarbone. When can we expect her back? And bit of a bummer. It's going to a mountain task now to try and get the title. I think. Yeah. So uh, with Taylor, um, actually, he he went and had surgery two days ago. He rode Fox. He rode um, Cullum, and you know did okay, but he was getting pain. So um, you know, an, another guy who's you know sort of key to our team Ashley Kane in you know with his input into riders and health and stuff like that he you know he said like you know Taylor needs something looking at so he got him into um, you know a place in London and they looked at it and there was a screw that's slightly too long that was put in in Belgium and it actually sort of uh, hurt his tendon you know where he lost a little bit of movement on his thumb upright uh, that's now been so he went over to Belgium at the beginning of this week and had the operation and um, you know now hopefully it's only a two to three weeks before he's back to uh, you know hopefully Fox Hill you know in the British and you know we won't bring Taylor back until he's he's he can be pushed in top top tens there's no point in uh, you know rushing it there's no um, there's no need to you know he's he, he can build uh, with Courtney she had a she had a practice crash uh, on lap two Um, yeah I think Van der Ven crashed there as well another sort of girl in in first warm up practice Uh, she she was getting pain from her shoulder shoulder, collarbone so she did five more laps and then at the end of the session we said like yeah best get it just checked out, she got it checked out they said there was a slight crack in it so we said right let's get it Let's get it sort of, do you feel you can ride? She said, yeah. So I went to, um, you know, luckily, um, you know, HRC Honda, they, they gave us um, a lend of their physician to tape it up. So Courtney got taped up, went down to the line, and yeah, and then uh, she, wasn't, she wasn't allowed to ride. So to our amazement, I then had to run up to the doctors, had a bit of a running in with the FIM and... Uh, doctors which I've apologised for but you know Courtney's down there waiting to go out and I'm trying to get explanations as to why she's not been allowed out because you know this is a sport where you know they all ride with injuries anyway it turns out that, you know that the CMO's uh, word is official and you know he said it's too dangerous because if she you know broke a collarbone more and she could get a splinter in an archery and all that I said, yeah, okay. I mean, that can happen to anyone going out on the line. It, it's not normal for a for a, you know a rider not to be able to ride if they feel they can ride. We offered to sign a disclaimer for her and me to say we could ride, but yeah, she wasn't allowed to ride. She she flew back. She was in Belgium this morning. She's going to see a consultant tomorrow at ten, and we'll see what you know they'll determine whether she has a. You know, an operation and plate it, or just let it heal naturally over the next sort of three or four weeks. So she'll be back ready in time for um, Rio Sao And obviously, they lost a round uh, because in France, which um, you know is a bummer. But yeah, you know it, that this motocross it wouldn't be the first time we've lost a championship through uh, injury. And you know, fair credit to the other girls. You know, the pace is good, and yeah, Courtney will have to come back and try and get some race wins and you know maybe go for third place or something if, if it's possible but yeah you know it's it's a tough sport she's been injured before and you know she, she's won a championship two years ago on, tied on points and on a number of wins so you know that was hard for Nancy van der Ven and that's that's motocross and you just take the rough with the smooth and last one because I thought Taylor was going to be back at the GP soon until he's back to the GPs would you maybe consider getting a fill-in rider at the GPs? Are you happy just fully focus on Mikael? I know we're happy to fully focus on Mikael, and it's not that. It's um, you know, it's hard to get you know riders if you're at the front, and and um, you know, 
the less of the rider is, the actual more time you need to put into them. So if we had to then, you know, let's just say bring a, a rider up, say from the UK or whatever. Well, Jeremy Shido, his last race with Diga is next week. And after that, he's going to have to go back to Ross KTM, I think. He's a good option. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, that could be an option. But yeah, I mean, at, at the moment, we just have to see. It's uh, I'm sure he'll get snapped up anyway. But yeah, I mean, it's not on our cards at the moment. I mean, you've seen how hard it in MXGP, you know, the Kawasaki can't find anyone to replace. Um, Fevre. you know, that was a bad bit of news. But yeah, we'll, we'll just keep, you know, sort of trying to focus on, you know, getting Macau. I mean, obviously, like I say, our, you know, our budget is a lot smaller than, you know, the teams are, the two teams that are above us. And, you know, we'll try and concentrate to keep the pressure on those guys and pull away from the others it's not it's not easy you know I mean for sure the gas gas team will be coming back strong again shortly and you know now we're back in Italy but yeah we'll, you can only do what you do each week